0: Each and every day enjoy the simple six menu at Subway, an entire made-for-you meal featuring one of six six six-inch sandwiches like the Italian BMT or Black Forest ham, with any bag of chips and a 21-ounce drink, all for only $6. Subway, eat fresh. Welcome to the Grantland Basketball Hour. Here's Bill, Jalen, and Zach.
1: Welcome to the Grantland Basketball. That's Grantland Zach Lowe. That's Grantland's Jalen Rose. Yes, that's why we're claiming you for this. Teamwork makes the dream work. The hardcore playoff preview. I'm very excited for this. We're going to break down as much of the playoffs as we can. And also leave some stuff for the 25 most intriguing players of the playoff special, which we also have coming. Uh, I want to talk about urgency. Urgency levels. Because we have some teams that have a little bit of urgency with these 2015 playoffs. Do we have a, a, a rock song that happened like... 40 years ago, anything? Oh! Foreigner!
2: We're officially
1: uh, an ESPN sports show because we are using a rock song from 35 years ago. So, let's talk about the Spurs first. Don't get fired, Bill. Come on. Uh, The Spurs first. Urgency level for them, in your opinion.
2: Hi! I mean, this could be the last ride for Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. They have Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, the best young combination of wing players in the league, both heading into free agency. Who knows what happens with Popovich if Duncan retires? I mean, and and what's the one thing they've never done in 15, 18 years together? Repeat as champions. A lot of urgency.
1: I thought you were going to say make people like the Riverwalk. <laughs> um,
0: I'm
1: not commenting on the Riverwalk.
0: <laughs> no comment. So let me get this right. The Spurs, with five championships, need to have urgency because they haven't won back-to-back ones? Yes. That's, that's not urgency. That's a media narrative. Oh, History. my goodness. History. No question. The Spurs are playing with borrowed money, literally. Just think about this. Tim Duncan is going to go down as the greatest power forward ever. Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili will be in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Pop is going to go down one of the greatest coaches of all time if they never win another one. Kawhi Leonard has already been finals MVP and will be a max player. I actually agree with (laughs) Jalen. I don't think they have a ton of urgency, (laughs) but at the same time, Yet
1: again, they could reinvent the legacy here. If they go the back-to-back, the six, yeah. Duncan walks off into the sunset. You know, you think about the 69 Celtics, which was Russell's last title, 11-13. and 13. He retired after the year. Sam Jones retired after the year. That team did not have home court advantage in any series. And now the Spurs, because they lost in the last day of the season, they're going to be a six seed. Conceivably... They're not going to have home court until the last series. If they play Cleveland, they
0: have it. Does that even matter? It does matter because since the 16-team format in 1984, only one team that's been a 6-seed has won the championship, and that was the Houston Rockets, who, like the Spurs, were trying to go back-to-back. Right. So it has been done, but for the Spurs, again, they're playing with house money, and we all know it. And as a sixth seed, they showed us on the final day of the regular season that they didn't have that urgency, Zach, which is why they lost to the Pelicans, a young team that was excited about being in the playoffs. only, I think, four top
1: three seeds since 84, since they went to 16 teams. Uh, Only four times as a top three seed not made the finals. Should we just cross off everyone else and just look at the top three (laughs) seeds? You
2: look at the Spurs could theoretically go Clippers, Rockets, Warriors – All on the road to get to the finals. I don't care how good you've looked in the second half of the season. I don't care how good Kawhi Leonard has looked. Top 10, top 12 NBA player right now. That's brutal. All right,
1: next urgency level, we have the Bulls. This is Jalen suggesting. Jalen, you thought the
0: Bulls needed to be on this list. Why? The opposite of the San Antonio Spurs. They have one of the best coaches in the league that we all know won't be there next year, and he's going to get a max deal with another team. They have a homecoming king and Derrick Rose is trying to deliver a championship. Can he stay healthy? You have most improved player Jimmy Butler. Can he show up in the playoffs? Paul Gasol playing up front. The health of Noah, the health of Gibson, the emergence of Miritich. A lot of questions for this Bulls team. If they play to a maximum level, they could knock off the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second round. I, I feel nostalgia
2: already for the Tom Thibodeau oh. era. Tom <laughs> Thibodeau like on it. the sidelines yell, ice, ice, ice. I feel like I'm nostalgic already because wouldn't it be a shame? It just feels like the end is already here. Yeah. And-, and for that era of all this grit-and-grind defense to use a Memphis turn, all the all the great regular season success they've had. If they get to one conference finals and lose in five to Miami four years ago, and that's all? I mean, that's not all. A lot of success, a lot of earlier playoff-run success. It, it feels like a shame, and, and it would also feel like a shame if they can't get rolling at all in the playoffs because they have a lot of talent, and they've shown glimpses this year of, like, if everyone's healthy and they're kind of healthy They could be a special-ish kind of team. I'd I'd like to see it at least give one last chance.
1: You think about uh, spring of 2012. OKC was the team of the decade in waiting. Miami was a potential dynasty. Chicago had the the, an MVP who was coming back, and they seemed like they were. It was going to be Miami versus Chicago that whole decade. And now think about it. Miami misses the playoffs. OKC misses the playoffs. Chicago is now in this weird Thibodeau zone where this might be it. Now Fred Hoiberg might come in. Who the, who the heck knows? Um, I, it's just, do we overrate sometimes how fast things can turn in the NBA?
0: Or I, underrate, I should say. I don't think so because basketball and sports happen in dog years. Like, how long ago was Lynn Sanity? That seems like it was <laughs> 10 years ago. And that month got him a new contract and changed his life. Yeah. But for the Chicago Bulls, a team that you would think that they would be building around Coach Thibodeau because we know he's one of the best coaches in the game. Yeah, This will be his last year with that team, and he's going to be somewhere else.
1: I thought, I, I, I still think that, but now that New Orleans made the playoffs, I don't think that job's going to be open. I think they stick with Monty Williams for another year. Basically, you look around, there's not a lot of great jobs that's going to be open unless Oklahoma City opens up. Orlando's interesting, but I don't know if that's good for Tibbs. Any other teams I'm missing?
2: You just hit them. And, and by the way, it's insane that Monty Williams and Dell Demps, based on finishing one game ahead or a tiebreaker ahead, will keep right. their jobs versus getting fired. That's not how good organizations make decisions. They're either the guys or they're not the guys. And, and that's really one Anthony Davis bank shot buzzer beater against Oklahoma City is yeah, the basis for the those guys. Corner. You either like them or you don't.
1: Tibbs, what if he comes back to Chicago? Maybe there's not a ladder to see Next team, the Cavs you feel like there's more urgency than Jalen feels like because we spoiled in the pre-show meeting. We know what our children <laughs> think.
2: Well, I just feel like, look, the, the Cavs, it was like happy-go-lucky. LeBron's back. This is fun. And th- it could be a process. That's fine. Then they made all those midseason trades where they got Mozgov, Shumpert, Smith, and took off into the stratosphere. And when you're that good and the East is that bad, opportun- we just talked about it. Opportunities like this don't come around all the time. LeBron's 30 42,000 career minutes. Kevin Love's a free agent. They can talk about it. it's a long process and David Blatt's a rookie. Like
0: This is there for the taking for them, and you got to take advantage. I agree with you, but for all different reasons. The number one reason is that Kevin Love will be one and done with the Cavs. Ooh! So it's very important why you have one of the top Is players, that a proclamation or a prediction? He, I think he and Rajon Rondo will be Lakers next year. Ooh, I okay. think the Lakers are going to find things. a way to so add you both of So you say things like that, up, I, I, I always pay attention. So because of that, He's considered to be having a down year. He's averaging 17 and 10. He's still one of the top 10 players in the Eastern Conference. You want to win while that guy's on your roster. LeBron doesn't have urgency. He took two weeks off during the year. He know all he has to do is win one championship. Not in Miami, under Riley, under Spo, There's urgency. You got to practice every day. You got to take off the two chains in practice. You got to compete on every play. And now you come back to Cleveland, all you have to do is deliver one championship, for a major sport that hasn't happened for that city in, what, 50 or 60 years?
1: Well, yeah, I think you're right about LeBron, because if I, if I took two weeks off from my family, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my wife would get mad. The urgency comes from the city. They haven't won a title since 1964, and they can say what they want about it. It's so great to have LeBron back. This matters. Like, this is, we're talking 50, 51 years now where, you know, they haven't even really sniffed this good of an opportunity yet. They're minus 300 to win the East right now. I mean, they're basically. I would be shocked. I I can't see any scenario where they don't make the finals. I just can't. The
2: city of Atlanta is watching this show. I know. Well, I think
1: the Cephalosia injury hurts, and I I just think LeBron and Kyrie, it's going to be too tough.
0: The urgency for the Cavs is now self-inflicted because you add J.R. Smith, you add Schumper, you add Mosgolf, and actually improve. Thank you, New York Knicks. You have injuries to the Bulls, and Atlanta just comes out of nowhere and punches the entire Eastern Conference in the mouth. So because of that, now their opportunity is handed to them on a golden platter
1: and it reminds me a little of what the situation i thought okc was in heading into the 2013 season where you have lebron and kyrie together and they're healthy and there's really two of the best seven scores in the league they're on the same team we don't know how many years in a row they're going to have this with those guys and the right people around them and it's just set up it just seems like it's on a platter the Warriors urgency.
2: I think higher than people might, might think, right? I mean, everyone, they're like a new team. They're kind of cool. Clay and Steph are young, but they've got Draymond Green heading into free agency, and they're yeah. going to be facing luxury tax penalties, which means they might have to trade a player. And Andre Guadal and Andrew Bogut, two of the six or seven most important guys on the team, are getting up there in years and have kind of bodies that may break down sooner or later. I mean, it, it's no guarantee that this this particular team goes on forever. And by the way, they carry a lot of like the weight of history, right? They could be an all-time single season team. Yep. They could for once and for all shut up all the loudmouths who say that a jump shooting team can't win the championship. Yep. Even though two jump shooting teams just won the uh, uh, j- championships.
0: No, two jump shot shooting teams. The San Antonio Spurs do not play like the Golden State Warriors or like the Phoenix Suns played. I'm going to give you one position to show you the difference. Power forward Draymond Green is spotted up around the three-point line, not creating offense. Tim Duncan is on the post, creating offense. Boris Diaz on the post, creating offense. Kawhi Leonard is on the post, creating offense. Did you think
1: LeBron's Miami
0: was a jump shooting team? I think LeBron's t- in theory. Because he could go down there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they were inside out. Yeah. Absolutely. And remember, he and Wade gave up shooting threes totally yeah. in order to attack the basket. While the Golden State and Tony Parker, their point guard, has led the league in points in the paint, they penetrate the basketball. Now, Golden State, like the old Suns, they play from the outside in. They have two top ten scorers in their backcourt. That hasn't happened since the 70s. West and Goodrich. They have to show. Can a jump shot shooting team still win a championship? And I think they can. And by the way, everyone calls them a jump shooting team. They also have the best
2: defense in the NBA. Like a defense yeah. wins championships. Yep. That's what all the old school guys say. They have the number one defense. But yeah,
0: they should feel like this is this is a big chance for them to make some history. I'll throw and a Harris... name out there for you. Um, can't be a tease, Harrison Barnes. He has to show up. They need yeah. him to play quality minutes. Sometimes Harrison doesn't show up. <laughs> uh,
1: the playoff experience thing is such a huge thing. I feel like you look at this team. They didn't win a playoff series last year. NBA history says that's not great. Those are the four teams in 40 years that, uh, that won the title after they, they didn't win one before. I remember with the 08 Celtics, they were dominant. They were probably one of the best two regular season teams since the MJ Bulls the last 18 years. They get to the playoffs, the Hawks take them to the seven. Get super tight, super nervous, different energy, different pressure, different everything. Go to the next series. LeBron, nobody on that Cleveland team other than him. He takes them to Game 7. It's got to be a Paul Pierce-LeBron shootout. P.J. Brown has to make a couple shots. Like, that team got tight, and then eventually they played out of it. My question is, will the Warriors get tight in these first two rounds?
0: I don't think so, because they're set up for longevity. They have a first-year coach who has a chance to win Coach of the Year. They have a young, exciting backcourt in the Splash Brothers. And their roster is all players that are having career years, And an exciting type of play where they're going to always be able to attract free agents, plus they're in the Bay Area. I don't think if they don't win it this year, it's uh, doom and gloom.
1: Steph Curry's ankles, Andrew Bogut. I was telling Zach before the show, Andrew Bogut, if you see them in person, (laughs) it's hard to watch him run. He does the old guy thing where when he's about to run up court, he does a... And then, he, and then he starts running. Like, I don't know how many miles he has left in that car.
0: Roy Hibbert is offended by that.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you, though, the playoff experience thing, they lost in the first round last year without yeah. Bogut. Game seven. Two years ago, they had the Spurs on the ropes they in did. the second round. And, like, not for a lot of games. teams go to San Antonio in games one and two and damn near sweep those two games, should have swept those two games. That, that, that holds a lot of water for me. I'm not worried about the experience okay. level that much.
1: Last team. And last chance we get to hear this song from 1980, the Clippers. <laughs> oh, my God. See, this? I would rank the Clippers first on the urgency level because of DeAndre's a contract uh, free agent. Chris Paul. This is now four years that Chris and Blake have been together. It doesn't seem like it. This is year four with those guys. I'm not sold on this nucleus as a threesome. Are you?
0: The urgency from the Clippers comes from... CP3 and DeAndre Jordan do what we want all players to do. They show up regular season games and actually play every night. Mm. Okay, Not what a concept. noble idea. Yeah. Players playing every game. Among the league leaders in points and assists for CP, we know about DeAndre. I think he should be the defensive player of the year. DeAndre, as you mentioned, going to be um, a free agent at the end of this year. But the urgency comes from Doc, the GM. You have that, those pillars on your basketball team, yet on the wing – they still have come up small. Hito Turkoglu, Danny Granger, Grant Hill. Where, why didn't you get a call? You, You're right here. <laughs> you, you draft multiple people between, you know, or add 6'7 and 6'9. Now when you get into the playoffs, all of those wings get to load up against CP3 and wear him down yeah. to the point where now who's the backup point guard? Austin Rivers? Mm. That's exactly. the issue for the Clippers. Well,
2: bench. Here's the issue for the Clippers, and Glenn Doc Rivers is going to complain oh, about this, and, and, and he should. It's a joke that the Clippers and the Spurs are playing in the 3-6 series. It's a joke because the NBA has these stupid divisional rules, and Portland, Agreed. who has the sixth-best record in the Western Conference, should be the sixth seed. They're gifted into the 4-5 series. And, and, by the way, forget about the fact that the East stinks and we're not seeding 1-16, to 16, which Preach. would change everything. Just, just, just that stupid divisional rule has now arguably the second and, third team, second and third best teams in the NBA are playing each other in the first round. Doc is going to complain. And he has a right to complain. He, just, these, complains. he just complains all day. His default coaching gesture is this Oh, God. So he
0: doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of voice left to complain, but he sh- this is, it's a joke. I want to piggyback off your 1 through 16 model for the playoffs because I've been standing on that um, soapbox for years, especially as a player I really didn't like it. For those to say it's not, it's not fair for one conference to play an unbalanced schedule 50 or 32, well, that's how you keep the integrity of the conferences. You still allow that to happen. But once that plays itself out, whoever wins the division, congratulations. Put the banner up. Do it at a home game. The rest of the world Yay. doesn't care. But for the playoffs, it should be the best 16 rosters. And I know your Celtics are in, and I know the Nets are That's
1: in. That's right. And you didn't say You said last week they weren't going to make because it. Because so, you were looking yeah. at the
0: schedule and yeah. being a homer, and you knew that the Cavs are going to tank and let them get into the playoffs. Two quick points, and we got to go to commercial.
1: One, Spurs Clippers, I love it. I'm, I feel completely different than you. The, the Spurs could have avoided it. Hey, how about this? Go in the Smoothie King Center and, and, and beat <laughs> the world. Smoothie Worlds. King Center. Is that what it's called? Yes. Smoothie King Center? Yeah. Uh, so do that. Then you would have avoided the whole thing. Fair. And then uh, I can't remember my second point. So let's go to commercial. Urgency. <laughs> Coming up, we'll give our first round. Prediction. You're officially Redback. a host. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not a host. It uh, was a great second point, too. <laughs> Well, when you're a talking head, there's nothing better than making predictions that can then go wrong and then the fans throw them back in your face. I love that. So let's make some predictions. But first, I want to see the underdog odds. We may have found these on an offshore sportsbook, but those are the odds. So you bet 100, and that's what you'd win on those underdogs. And as you can see, the Wizards, Blazers, and Clippers all have about the best odds. The interesting part there, the Clippers, Home. They have home court in game seven, still underdogs. Not a lot of believers in the Clippers. So let's talk about uh, best bet to pull off an upset in round one. Go, Jalen.
0: The best bet to pull off an upset. Oh, you did it correctly. Going with the Dallas Mavs, the seventh seed in the Western Conference. They get a really good shot playing against the Houston Rockets. What are we going to get from Dwight Howard? No Patrick Beverly, no Monty Eunice. They live and die by the three-point shot the Mavs have a great chance as a seventh seed. Mm. They do look tasty. What do you think, Zach? Bam.
2: New Orleans, Pelicans. And look, let me be be clear. Oh, wait. You need to be drug tested. Let let me be clear. Let me be clear. They don't have drug testing in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. That's Sunday. The the Pelicans are not going to win this series. They're not going to win. The Warriors are in a different universe as a more polished basketball team. The upset is going to be, I think they have a shot to be competitive. Like, it would not blow me away. If this went back to Oakland 2-2 and New Orleans won both their home games, you know why? They have Anthony Anthony Davis. Davis. They have maybe the best player in the NBA. Too tall for Draymond Green, too fast for Andrew Bogut. I think he could single-handedly... Win a couple of games in this series. But that's it. That's the only. They're not going to win. But Can I we... think
1: I'd like to point out that Zach didn't actually pick an upset. <laughs> well, well, I could. <laughs> that was the all-time <laughs> yeah, classic Zach Lowe moment. Right. Here's my upset Rock pick, State. but I don't
2: think it's an upset. People think it's going to be a walkover, and I think like Golden State might have to sweat a little bit.
1: I 100% agree with you, and there's no way they weren't rooting for Oklahoma City in Game 82. No. They wanted to play that. That was a terrible defense. Here's my pick. Now I cheated, but no. They are not favored. Boo.
0: They're a three seed Boo. and they play against a six seed. How's that an upset?
1: It's an upset because, first of all, none of us think they can beat the Spurs, <laughs> including me, and I'm in the same boat with you. I don't think, I actually think there's going to be no round one upsets.
2: It's not that, it's, there's not that many great picks.
1: No. I think the most fun would be a New Orleans situation where all of a sudden we get to a game set.
0: I just come. gave you the round one upset. The Dallas Mavs, Monte Ellis goes off. They advance.
1: I worry about the they no three-point shooting on them. And what if Houston goes Hacker Rondo? Could we
0: see Hacker Rondo? How about this? The Houston Rockets have three players among the worst ten free-throw right, shooters that, in the league. Save that because we're going
1: to talk about that later. Next one. Uh, yeah.
0: Best bet to get swept in round one. Jalen. A lot of people got on my case because this is a story franchise and they have won 17 championships. And Bill Simmons... Then looked you're at the schedule. He's trying to hurt me. Did some homework, some extra diligence. And you duped me on a bet because I said the Celtics weren't going to get in, and you knew that they were based on what the Cavs were going to do because I've knocked my you the schedule.
1: I've knocked my total down to five lobster <laughs> tip forward dinners instead of eight. Uh, yeah, they made the playoffs. Zach, you're going to pick Yeah, I, I know uh, what you're going to do. Uh,
2: that hurts. Sorry. Look, they, they look. They're a nice, they're a cute story. Nice team. And but that's not to demean them. To go 23-12, and 12, I don't care if you have a bad Eastern Conference schedule. That's what they finish. That's hard. They're a solid team. Brad Stevens will scheme in smart ways. But they are about to run into a freight train. Everything Boston does, spread pick and roll, small ball, all that stuff, Cleveland just does it better and way better.
0: And they have the sixth man of the year in Isaiah Thomas. How about this if you're the Kings? You give up on Tyreek Evans and Isaiah Thomas. They're both in the playoffs. If you're the Phoenix Suns, you give up on Isaiah Thomas and Goran Dragic, and you're out of the playoffs. Last year, the Suns were a feel-good story.
1: I just want to say that you guys both hurt hurt my feelings. (laughs) Uh, I think the series is going to go six. I think the Cavs blow them out in game one. Celtics take them by surprise game two. Gritty Sunday afternoon, tie it 2-2, and then we get killed. That sounds like another bet. I don't shake your head at me. Bert, your team to make the playoffs. I'm not
0: walking in that door. <laughs> next one. Best bet
1: for most entertaining series in round one. This is, a, this is a cakewalk. No question about it. Oh, wait. I didn't do my pick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are so depressed. The Brooklyn about are going to get swept. <laughs> and they didn't want
1: to be in the playoffs. They did not. They had to talk themselves into it. All right, next one.
0: It has to be this series. You have CP3 versus Tony Parker. You have Tim Duncan going for a historic six championship. So many storylines in this one. The best two teams in either conference facing off in the first round.
2: You're right that it's an easy call. You just called the wrong series. The most entertaining series is Warriors-Pelicans. Stephen Curry bombing threes from everywhere. Anthony Davis doing crazy Anthony Davis things with his crazy Anthony Davis arms. Two most entertaining players in the NBA. That's
0: it. This is an easy call. They're going to have to be like 15 crazy moments every game. The thing that I want to do to give the Clippers some props, as much as we love the Golden State Warriors offense, they're second in efficiency to the Clippers. And mm. that, yeah, Clippers have been great.
1: Well, here's my pick. Yeah. This, is, this to me has potential to be a historically great series. Agreed. There's so many different awesome stories. First of all, last time we might ever see Tim Duncan on a basketball court duncan and genoma together duncan genoma pop back-to-back spurs all the stuff we talked about and then the tension with the clips with the chris paul this is like this would be now 10 years where he doesn't either get out of round one round two or make the playoffs all together deandre leaving i i'm fascinated by this series and one more thing i remember my point from the a block game seven of this series could go head-to-head against manny and floyd on may 2nd saturday night which would be the all-time sports flick back-and-forth decision we've ever had to make as a society.
0: And watching the Kentucky Derby earlier today drinking mint juleps to get it started. Mm. But for this series, I have to say a guy's name that we haven't mentioned on this show. Blake Griffin. Okay, 22-plus points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, has become one of the most versatile players in the league. If the Clippers are going to advance, he has to be dominant in this series.
1: Last one. Uh, Best bet to win the Internet in round one. This is, I should mention... This is an important award because last year I think about round one, Damian Lillard won the internet, game-winning shot, game six, every kind of put himself on the map. This important thing every year in round one, somebody kind of puts themselves on the map.
0: Who's it going to be? I'm going to pick a guy that's never played in the playoffs that's going to turn it out this year. His name is Kyrie Irving, the only guy in the NBA to score 55 plus points in more than one game. He only gets to play with LeBron James on a nightly basis, plus put on the show. On his own in the playoffs, I remember a game against Utah when this guy was criticized for having zero points, zero assists during a game. Continued to play his game, a la Russell Westbrook, didn't succumb to public pressure.
1: See, he's gloating right now because we, <laughs> we argued a lot about Kyrie. But, see, we both won the argument. I won the argument, too. Kyrie's not a point guard. The Cavaliers have accepted this. They put him over there. He's basically a scorer. He's used as Dwayne Wade. He's not a point guard. I got he doesn't a, play
0: point guard. LeBron a, has almost eight assists a game. I got a secret for people who want to hide behind positions. Yeah, yeah, I know. you. Yeah. Uh, who's he guarding every night? The point guard. Yeah. And who's guarding him? The point guard. When you have a 6'8 guy handling the ball, a 3 and 4 are guarding him. The point guard is going to be guarding Kyrie. LeBron James is the point forward for that team. You coin power guard. I like that Okay,
2: I like that too. Who do you have? Look, anyone can pick Kyrie Irving and his great layups (laughs) or Anthony Davis or Steph Curry. The world is going to meet... Nikola <laughs> this is the guy that's going to win the internet. Everyone thinks the Bulls are boring and they play defense. Wait till they see this guy take crazy three-pointers off the dribble, pump fake everyone out of their seats, spin moves, drawing fouls. He has a disgusting beard. The whole thing, it's going to be fantastic.
1: I once compared him to somebody who just drank four Red Bulls and did all <laughs> kinds of other things. When he, cause he, when he goes out on the court, he's almost like a spaz. He but t- he's in control, and he's he's sometimes dominant offensively. He'll take
2: a 28-foot three-pointer
1: yeah. off a spin move. He doesn't care. And he looks like he's on that Zoe Deschanel Look at show. that guy. Look at him. <laughs> or like a mumblecore movie or something. Here's my pick. This is such a sellout pick. Mm. I think he owns round one. I agree with you. I think Golden State's going to win that series. I think it's going to be a lot hairier for them than they realize. And this guy, what he showed against San Antonio in game 82, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see... I don't think he's the MVP this year, but I wanted to see, like, are you the future MVP? This is the kind of game I want you to show up and do some stuff. And he did it, and I think he shows up in this Golden State Series.
0: And I want to frame what you just said. An average player, his player efficiency rating is 15. His is 31. The only other guys to finish a season with a 31 PER, I'm going to give you their first names. LeBron, Michael, and Wilt. That's how good Anthony Davis is. He's going to play on a big playoff stage and turn it up.
2: Well, here's the thing about the playoffs, right? You get to play your best players more. And the Pelicans, when they have Anthony Davis on the floor, are actually a really good team with a shaky supporting cast. Guess what? Anthony Davis can play 42, 43 minutes. You don't have to play Alexis Ajinsa and Dante Cunningham and whoever else. He can play almost the whole game. And when he's been on the floor, they're a very good team, period.
1: Are we sure that New Orleans isn't kind of secretly a terrible matchup
2: for Golden State? I'm not going there. Golden State's a juggernaut. No no one's a terrible matchup. They're
1: one of the best ten regular seasons of all time, but... I was watching that like, because Drew Holiday's been out for a while, but you see him and Gordon and Tyreek out there together. They're playing Anderson. They're playing Davis at the five. They're playing small ball, thinking like, man, that's actually a, a, a kind of a monster lineup for Golden
2: well, State to go against. And Curry torched them in the regular season. But and, and, no, Drew. And Holiday and Drew and some that's of those. what I'm saying. Drew Holiday can counter that. He's back healthy. He might, maybe he starts. Who knows?
0: And as an underdog, you always have a shot when your best player is clearly better than the guys that are guarding him, and he's going to be a, a, a mismatch. He's too big and too good to be guarded by Draymond Green. He's too versatile to be guarded by Bogan. He's going to have his way during the series.
1: We have to go to commercial. I'm really sad that we can't <laughs> still stare at him anymore. At Coming guy. up, Jalen's going to tell us what changes in the playoffs should happen and what shouldn't happen. We'll be right back. Bye. <laughs> Well, Jalen Rose does a lot of things. He runs a school in Michigan. Thank you. You're on TV. You played in the Fab Five. And now you're an author. Yes, sir. I'm following I mean, it's in not, your
0: footsteps.
1: It's not coming out for six more months, but you can pre-order it. Look at that. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You can pre-order it that's as right. of today. Bill
0: Simmons wrote the foreword. Yes, indeed. It's Hope you didn't write one. nothing that's going to get me in no, trouble. It's
1: very emotional. But uh, <laughs> one of the things you do is is you you like to keep it 100. Yes, sometimes indeed. Sometimes on this show, even uh-huh. if Larry Wilmore also tried to keep it 100, I felt like you were keeping it
0: 100 first. I do. Uh, what are the five things that change for NBA veterans once you get to the playoffs? And this is very important. During the regular season, you want to do your best because. you're You're a professional, and this is how you make a living. But once playoff time comes, it's less me, more we. No individual accolades mean anything in the playoffs except the final score. Advance, move on, try to get as far as you can. The team's success will determine if everybody gets paid in the end. Number four, the good one for David Lee, benching. (laughs) During the regular season, a coach may get upset at you, but it's a long season, so they'll stay patient. But during the postseason, you have a short leash and you'll get benched. And I'm looking at you, Nico Miritich, Mm. a rookie playing on a team like the Bulls. When you make a mistake, now all of a sudden, the coach doesn't allow you to play extended minutes. You got to get the veteran in there that you feel may not be as talented but you may be able to trust. Number three, one of my favorite words, animosity. No doubt about it, the playoffs is just that. You have to beat a team four times in 10 days, and usually the friendlier team is the one watching the next round. You have to dislike your opponent. Pay attention to the Clippers and Spurs series. Pay attention in the second round in the East if the Bulls play against the Cavs. That's what we want from our NBA players. That double back look of Draymond Green checking the license plate of a guy who hasn't played all year bumping into me while I'm doing my national television interview. (laughs) Number two, no more flopping. No more flopping. You get fined during the regular season, but for an NBA player, that's just a night on the town. No whining. Don't be looking back at the official while all of a sudden your team is in transition. The game will be more physical. Somebody's actually going to bump into you during a basketball game. Oh, and by the way, once the ref makes a call, he's not going to change it. I promise you that. (laughs) Good point. Number one, (laughs) one of my favorite subjects, coaching. During the regular season, it's all about your favorite player. You talk about MVP, six man of the year, defensive player of the year. It's checkers. It's a player's game. But during the playoffs, It's chess, a coach's game. There's no wonder why four of my all-time favorite puppet masters, Red Auerbach, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, and Coach Pop have over 50% of all distributed NBA rings. It's because they figured that out. This is the time of year when the coaches make a huge
1: impact. I would, the only thing I would add it to that is home court advantage because that's something and you and I have talked about this a bunch of times on our podcast. Home court advantage for whatever reason has gone south in a lot of ways. Now in Golden State it hasn't. They're thirty nine and two at home this year, which is good luck. An all time record. But there are some places like the Clippers, I think, are a little vulnerable at home and you're going down the line like uh, Atlanta possibly. What what home courts are you worried about
2: in round one? Of the good teams? Yeah. I think you just named, you know, Atlanta is is sort of a legendarily easy place to play or a soft crowd. You know, I. Step up friendly. I think most of the crowds are pretty good, though. Houston's got a pretty good crowd. Dallas has a pretty good crowd. San Antonio's got a good crowd. I mean, you've got, like, Brooklyn has the worst crowd in the NBA. It's like you could hear a pin drop in there, but they don't have a chance anyway, (laughs) so it doesn't doesn't matter.
0: I remember they put together a team a couple of years ago where the owner said if they don't win a championship in five years, he's going to punish himself and get married. I got the ceremonies this summer.
1: We have their picks: the Boston Celtics in 2016, <laughs> 17, and 18. So I, I'm now very vested in the broken interest. Uh oh, we're going to commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk about the hacka whoever strategy. What didn't we decided it is? Now? That hack doesn't a, rhyme. Hack a, has been
0: retired for two years.
1: We were talking during the break, Jay, about the things that uh, change during the playoffs or don't change. You were saying a player should keep the routine that they have. Even during the playoffs, even if that means
0: they go out until 4 a.m., you, you keep doing that during the playoffs? Some guys do the white picket fence, dinner with the family at 6 p.m., and in bed at 9. That's fine. Some guys just getting started at midnight. Mm. Michael Jordan was one of those guys. He would be at the casino. Zach's one of those guys. Gambling, doing what he had to do, relaxing himself, yeah. and getting ready for the game the next day. That's why you have all day, in the most cases, to prepare for a night game. So Now, don't be out till 7 in the morning. Like it's a regular season game, but 4 a.m. is okay. Well, you know what the lesson of the Hawks thing is? When you come to New York, a big city
2: like that, don't go to the dumb clubs. Don't go to the meatpacking district on 10th Avenue where they have velvet ropes and $700 bottles. Just go to you're in New York. Go to the village. Find a nice wine bar. Have a nice They have the worst taste in clubs. Just stay away. So, young NBA
1: players, keep doing what you're doing, no matter what that is and how <laughs> offensive it might be. All right, we're going to talk about what used to be called hack shack And now it's like we just, as a society, we've failed. We've never come up with a better name for it. But, Zach... You feel like this is going to become the
2: dominant, weird storyline of round one. Explain. I think this could be, you know, it, it burbles up now and then, right? People get concerned about, oh, the game is too slow. I think this could be the watershed moment where the NBA really takes a more seriously look at changing the rules. Because you've got Houston, Dallas. So Rick Carlisle is a mad genius. He's going to hack Josh Smith and hack Clint Capella and hack Joey Dorsey if Joey Dorsey even plays. Uh, Kevin McHale And Mike, Dwight Howard, you left that. And hand. Dwight yeah. Howard. I forgot. They have so many bad free throws, I forgot about Dwight Howard. Kevin McHale might hack Rondo, who's shooting 30-something percent from the foul line. And then the biggest one of all, Greg Popovich, who's hacking everyone lately, yeah. is facing DeAndre Jordan. But I wouldn't put it past Greg Popovich to start Kyle Anderson or somebody who's never going to play and just say, foul DeAndre Jordan until they take him out of the game. Foul him four times, foul him five times. I think that, what's the, could he average 20 free throw attempts a game in the series? I think that's on the table.
1: And, and you...
2: You're not offended by this.
1: You are old school. Oh, you got to make your free throws.
0: Here's the thing. When all basketball players go into a gym, they do two things. They dribble and they shoot. We're not going to change the rules of basketball for 10 poor free throw shooters. That's 10 people in the entire league. Step up to the line and make your free throws. For everybody that believes in analytics, and I know you two guys do, because I lean on you about your numbers like all like a the dude. time. Okay. okay. <laughs> With that being said... I'd much rather have DeAndre Jordan at the free throw line shooting 40% than dunking on me at 70%. Or Chris Paul playing mid-range at 50% and Blake Griffin, who's a 22-point scorer, attacking me from the perimeter or the hoop. It's the lesser or two evil. Mm-hmm. Or or
2: not even just that, but just if you get DeAndre off the court, who's playing defense for the Clippers inside? Spencer Hawes? Big Baby Davis? He I did. mean, Well, that's not going to go well for you.
1: Well, you know I like to come up with suggestions and fixes for things. So the obvious fix to me is if if you get fouled before the last two minutes of the game, you can just decide not to take the free throws. What if we just put it in for 46 minutes, teams were like, oh, you fouled me. You know, I'm going to take it out. I'm not even going to shoot these. Would that be better or worse?
0: All sporting events have one thing in common, a betting line. That would not allow, they would not allow that to happen. you messing with a lot of money when you do that.
1: You're talking about gambling, line? You, I, I
0: was not expecting you're, that you're defense. T- yeah, you're taking points you're off of gamblers. the board. Okay. And, and scoring in the league and taking points off the board. When the last time you seen a ref make a bad call and the guy be like, you know what, that was a bad call. I don't need to shoot free throws. Y'all can just take it out. That's unrealistic. When the ref gives you a call, you go to the line, you shoot him. But DeAndre Jordan it. shooting nine, tw- 29 free throws in a game is realistic? It's happened to the best of them, and all of them have something in common. Poor free throw shooting. That's why you call it hack-a-shack, because he was the most notorious in this generation. World had to deal with it exactly the same. That's why you have to be dominant in what you do.
2: Well, the other fixes, the easier fixes are you get to pick which player shoots the free throw. So no. they can send J.J. Redick to the line to shoot. For it. Just no, just now. Or you just extend the two-minute rule for the whole game where if you intentionally foul someone off the ball, you get the free throw, and then you get the ball back. So you keep possession, similar to what you do. I'm not saying any of these are good. Jalen's getting mad. I'm just saying this is happening right now in this round, and it's going to be a story. And the NBA Board of Governors is meeting this week, and they're going to talk about it for sure. Oh, I know it's going to happen with the two
0: championship-level coaches who are playing chess they're going to be the ones implementing this. You said Pop, mm-hmm. and you said Rick Carlisle. Mm-hmm. I agree with that strategy. That's why they have the rings and everybody else is chasing by. You get
1: five fouls, you're in the bonus in a quarter. What if we said 10 fouls or 12, whatever. If you get to 12 fouls in a quarter, now you get three free throws instead of two. That's
0: not bad. Oh, you like that That's one. That's way too much and You don't like any of my ideas. No, you know what I like? The 10 guys in the league. That shoot under 60% to actually make them. We're not going to reinvent basketball for those 10 guys. Well, what's interesting? There is a there is I don't want
2: to say a plus side, but there's drama, right? And watching DeAndre Jordan in the fourth quarter try to make free throws like that, that's kind of good theater. Yeah. I think the NBA likes that theater. Um, and and you know what, also, they don't
1: they don't like three-hour games. They don't like three-hour games. That's where we're headed with this hacker. And they,
2: they want the dream is two-hour games. They yeah. haven't really said that on the record, but that's the dream, and you can't have that if DeAndre Jordan shooting 25 free throws every
0: night. But the strategy in the play is to allow somebody to work towards their weakness like if a guy can't shoot then you go under the screen if a guy likes to turn over his left shoulder you like to force him to his right shoulder it's just a part of strategy go to the line make your free throws
1: you know I feel bad for is Shaq who was one of the 12 best players of all time and now has the least likable thing that can happen in any NBA game that's named after him. It's like, really? They could have named something better than Hackershack after me? Oh, awesome. This is the thing that extends the game by a half hour. I hate it. I agree with you. I think one of these teams is going to go. And, and by the way, you
2: mentioned four terrible free throw shooters on Houston. Why wouldn't Dallas do that? They're going to. I mean, Rick Carlisle does crazy, genius things every playoffs. He's going to pull tricks that we don't even expect. And, and Pop is, Pop's been hacking guys who shoot 60% from the line during the last stretch of
0: the regular season. Can you imagine what he's going to do with a guy who shoots 40%? And you know what else it does? It really distorts your offense. And it has the other four guys on the court like, man, make your free throws. Right.
2: That's interesting.
0: It, 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 a little it, it, dissension. No, no, no doubt about it. Because we know if DeAndre's not making them, Now we have our leading rebounder, our leading shot blocker, and the guy who leads the league in dunks sitting on the sideline. We can't win if he's not in the game.
1: Well, that's why I didn't vote DeAndre for uh, 13-mile NBA. Got to make your free throws. Uh, We got off Jalen's lawn. Coming up, we're going to give Kevin Love a new nickname. We'll be right back. All right, this is the time where we answer actual questions from actual readers. The first one is actually our Subway Fresh Face. Oh, actually, this wasn't an actual reader. This is me. It's from Bill S. of Los Angeles. Hey, Jalen. Oh, no! Am I, am I a lunatic homer because I'm excited to watch Marcus Smart, defend Kyrie kind of going to play
0: series? Wallis, <laughs> push broom. Mm. Any not, broom that you can Google. Casey, you're not even going to talk
1: through the video? That's how little of a chance. <laughs> I have to be excited?
0: The Celtics... You have to give them credit. In the league where a lot of people were talking about them tanking and gaining first-round picks for them to make the playoffs, it is a victory for your young That's basketball That's a backhanded team. compliment. All is right, next one.
1: six-man of the year. I don't want your backhanded compliment. Next <laughs> one. Uh, if Boogie pushes his way out of Sacramento this summer, who is the favorite to get him? Zach Lowe, you have an opinion on
2: that? I mean, we're on the Grandland Basketball Hour. you got to start with Boston, the team that has the gazillion draft picks. And no superstar, even star, to build their team around. And a team, I think, that has a little appetite for risk, right? Because DeMarcus has been in the league for five years, and he's behaved unlike a crazy person for like one fifth of one of those years. And other than that, he's been kind of not the best guy to play with or have in your franchise. I think he's on a great contract, and he's clearly one of the 10 best players in the NBA. I think Boston. You
0: know things. I have a team, first off, he's going to stay in Sacramento. It'd be be idiotic for the Sacramento Kings to even entertain moving a 2010 type of talent as Boogie Cousins. And they have a really good coach at George Carl. I think if he was to leave, I think what would take his game to the next level is if he's able to play beside a guy that's actually bigger than he is. A center where he can dominate power power forwards like Anthony Davis is doing. So therefore... Of course, the Detroit Pistons. Well, put it next to Andre Drummond. It. We lose Monroe. Come on. Got some flexibility with Jackson's salary. We're editing this. Nothing to, trade, nothing, uh, nothing to trade. I think
1: I would say Orlando's the favorite. Vucevic and their top five pick for Boogie would make sense if he pushes himself out. Next question: Will Atlanta get any calls against Cleveland, or will it be Kings Lakers Game Six All Series? This is a really, really interesting question because I think they would want Cleveland in the finals. Jalen, do you even believe this anymore?
0: The Atlanta Hawks are, will get the respect of the officials because they continue to attack. In particular, Horford and Millsap, two of the toughest guards at the 4-5 position we have in the game. You saw Corver, who's a knockdown shooter, and is a blur with the basketball. I think if they lose, it'd be because the Cavs are just better.
1: I think the internet has changed officiating for the better. It's really hard to have games that uh, don't don't look right. And now it <laughs> seems like most of the games look right. Moving on, which starting five in the NBA would make for the best five guys who had to live in a Jersey Shore apartment together? Do you have a quick opinion on this, Jalen? Well, I've never watched Jersey Shore, okay. so I don't know anything Let me about take their apartments. It's, it, the answer is the Phoenix Suns. Because you get Marcus Morris and his brother, <laughs> and you would get Alex Len, and you would get PJ Tucker. That would be exciting. All right, next one. Kevin Love is a three-point threat and a spacing nightmare.
2: So why can't we call him Kevin Spacey, Zach? Kevin uh, Spacey. I mean, I guess you could. There's already a Kevin Spacey. That's the joke, I know. But, look, everyone wants to go crazy. Kevin Love's a power forward. Why does he shoot so many threes? I think it's great that he shoots threes. Like, he doesn't get as many rebounds as he used to. But it's more valuable to have a power forward who's such a good shooter that he sucks another big man defender all the way outside away from the rim, opens up the lane for the offense. Look, they could use him a little bit better, vary it up, but it is three-point shooting. Same with Serge Ibaka. It doesn't bother me that they shoot threes.
0: Kevin has to be like, when does the playoffs start? Let me hope to get Cleveland a ring and get out of here as fast as I can. (laughs) Anytime when somebody asks you who's the MVP and you don't say LeBron James... But somebody asked LeBron James, who's the MVP, and he says Kevin Love, all bad. I
1: agree, and I also I disagree with you. I want to see him near the basket more.
0: Okay. He averaged 15 rebounds
1: a game one year. Now he's staying at 25 feet. I don't get it. Next one. How many hours of motionless staring does Derek Fisher need before we call the NBA's Jim Caldwell? Jalen, that's your football coach.
0: That felt like a dig. <laughs> I <laughs> knew where you were going oh, with Derrick that. that. Derek brain's working. Oh, what should I do? Either he has a, <laughs> a a terrific sense of calm, or he has some mm. zen that the field hasn't exposed the rest of the world to because they've lost a franchise record in games, and I'm surprised he hasn't thrown a chair across the court or yeah. ran out and done some crazy to an official. Th- that would be my book about the Knicks: a terrific sense of calm, the or Derek Fisher era, a five-time champion, wait, me strangle one of the players. <laughs>
2: he wears he wears great suits though, great suits.
0: So yeah, be cleaning well, in he's the got board Got that going for
1: him. Uh, all right, Jalen. Let's give out some awards for Heat Check MVP, Bench Celebration MVP, Black Hole MVP, and Keep Getting Them Checks MVP. This is by request. What do you have for Heat
0: Check? More Isaiah Thomas. That's my Heat Check MVP. Leads the league in 20+ point games coming in off the bench. I got Steph Curry for that one. He's the still gold, my Heat Check god. The best Golden State, the best celebration had to be the Golden State Warriors. They get to watch Steph Curry on a nightly basis.
1: I have Kent Bazemore for that one. I love Champ Bazemore. Plus, Always. he
0: actually plays
1: now. So it's actually he vindicates his celebration. Two more. Uh, who do you have for keep getting them checks?
0: Keep getting them checks. The Zen Master. Big Chief Triangle. Phil Jackson. Phil oh, no. Jackson. I wasn't expecting oh, that. How about this? 60-plus <laughs> million guaranteed. That's almost as many losses as they had this year.
1: I have Kendrick Perkins for that one because he could have actually signed with the Clippers where he would have played. And instead he's like, oh, I'm just going to be in in LeBron's entourage and cheer him on. And I might get to shoot one jump hook in four rounds. I'm going to go there. Keep getting them checks. What was the other one? Oh, the black
0: hole. That has to be J.R. Smith. There was a game this year where he took, I think, 17 three-point attempts. Didn't attempt a two and didn't attempt a free throw.
1: I have Waiters Island. For that, and ironically, they were traded for each other. I, sw- I
2: swam away from Wader's Island. <laughs> I know. I many many, people, I have tr- many people have tried and drowned. Many he people had have 30 tried and drowned. Nick the most Young is game. the answer. Nick Young is the answer. By the way. All right. Uh, what's our last
1: question? Oh, simple NBA lottery fix. Any team that picks one through three is not eligible for those picks the next year. So this year, Philly would not be eligible for a top three pick. Do you like
2: that? I mean, it's interesting, but then you have to go through some machination to figure out where they pick, and I'm not sure a team like Philly is really that dissuaded from what they're doing by getting the fourth pick instead of being in the top three. I think I don't think it would change their path. And all these lottery fixes, they just sort of change where the inflection point is without maybe changing
0: behavior. This just like the free throw discussion, don't blow up the league for a couple of teams that have decided to universally tank. Only three times has a team that had the best odds actually gotten the first pick. So let's not just blow up the system just yet. I like blowing things up,
1: though. All right. Well, speaking of blowing up, the playoffs is about to blow up. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Jalen. That's it. We will see you next time on the Grantland Basketball Hour.
2: Hey, what you got there, Goldick? The new Subway Chipotle chicken melt with guacamole. Man, that looks good. Yeah, this new guac is really bringing the flavor. Got one for me, too, right? Well, yes and no. Uh, mostly no. Well,
1: really, all no. Try the irresistible new Subway Chipotle chicken melt with guacamole. Juicy grilled chicken strips with Monterey cheddar, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and
0: new guacamole made from ripe house avocados with just a hint of jalapeno. Subway, eat fresh.